Subway, <laughs> eat our ass. Side Profile Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. How's it going? We love you. It's been a while. Yeah, how's yes. your day been? It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Literally been a minute. Yeah. How's your guys' day going? We we hope. Why are you answering? We haven't we haven't seen you since last week. Hey baby, oh God. have you showered today? Have you eaten today? <laughs> you drinking any water today? Drinking any you water? You brush your teeth? Mm, no bitches. Maybe shit pissing. Can you change your underwear? <laughs> change your underwear today. Change your socks. Wash your feet. Skincare no. routine? In between the toes? <laughs> Under the nails. Mm-hmm. Under the nails. <laughs> Want another nail? <laughs> <laughs> Want another nail? Would you like another nail? Would you like another nail? That was a bad thing. Nails. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast uh, for like the fifth time. And uh, <laughs> um, today we have our heart of the week. And our heart of the week this week is Paul Rudd. Mr. Paul, mm-hmm. Mr. Ant Man, Mr. Ant Man himself, hottie as fuck. Book. Also, clueless. Uh, True. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Uh, yeah. Hottie. Hot. 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 So hot. So oh, hot. Well, today we have a little bit of a game plan for today. We're gonna be playing a book guess the plot game we're trying to come up with a new name for it mm-hmm. yep. we're gonna come up we're with gonna, a good yeah. name for it that'll be way cooler than book a guest plot game basically it's called guess that ending where we try to guess the ending yes. of the book so based on out... the synopsis on the back yes cover good job thank you that's a great way of explaining it we picked out a bunch I really of random just said books synopsis. <laughs> yeah, she I'm, I'm sorry i didn't even hear you say it i'm sorry <laughs> but macy's like wow adley's like really smart <laughs> wow adley's like really smart <laughs> boing <laughs> dude my balls are hard dude he's like full piss <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we picked out a bunch of random books that none of us have read, and we're going to read the back of it, and yeah. guess what we think the ending will be. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, who wants to go first? Should I go first? first? You want to go first? <clears throat> well, yeah. I thought we could all, like, one of us will just read it out loud, and then we all guess what we think. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh yeah, true, I was saying, each of us get a turn to read oh, okay, a book. Cool. Swag. And then reading the last page. Yes. Do you want to go first? Yes. Hmm. Which one did you choose? Because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. This book is called Dean Duffy. Ew. By Randy Powell. By Randy Powell. And the words on the back say... Synopsis. <laughs> words on the the back. words on the back Me. say... From Little League on, Dean Duffy was pegged... <laughs> 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 so 
Christ. <laughs> okay. That was so good. Dean Duffy was pegged to be a future baseball great, and that and that was fine with him. Baseball was his life. Then his pitching arm went bad, and by senior year, he was not only... <laughs> <laughs> his pitching arm all of a sudden got really bad. I can name a couple reasons why. <laughs> Dick and balls. Anyways, then his pitching arm went bad, dot, 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 and by senior year, he was not only without a scholarship, but also washed up. <laughs> When his mentor... On uh, Jersey Shore! <laughs> he ended up on Jersey Shore. The... Anyways. Snooky. <laughs> That's when Snooky showed up. She... <laughs> she pegged him, too. She pegged him. <laughs> 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 when his mentor finds a way for Dean to get one more chance through a trial scholarship, he's not sure it's worth the fight. As Dean struggles with his decision, he has to re-examine his life and his priorities, face his fear of failure, and learn just how much he's worth. So, I think... I think he's going to get that damn scholarship. Fuck in the end. No, yeah, I think him and Dean are going to fuck. Uh, or his mentor. I think him and Snooki are going to fuck. Him yeah. and Snooki are going to fuck, for real. I think he's going to get the scholarship. I think he's going to get the scholarship and then be like, you know what? No, I found new meaning in life now that I haven't I found played a whole for so long. Woman. I found a Snooky. real woman, and her name willing is willing to provide to whatever man needs I need. <laughs> mm. Just willing to tend to my needs, my manly needs. A man has wants, Snooky. Anyways, <laughs> I think he's gonna get the scholarship and then be like, you know what? Now that I haven't played baseball, I found a new meaning in life. So I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna pursue this other thing. It's probably like. I don't know, having a family bullshit. or some bullshit. I think it's going to be like 10 years in the future. He's a baseball star, you know. And oh, that'd be cool. everything he wanted. But he regrets not, not finding Snooki. the love of his life. Not, Snooki. not choosing Snooki. <laughs> All right, so here's the last page. Dick Drago was slipping, was sipping, slipping a beer, sipping a beer and chewing his sandwich. I told him what had happened. He listened without saying anything. What did you do with the baseball? He asked. It's in front of the seat of my car. Want to see it? <laughs> Hell no. Besides, I gotta be going. I have a long drive back to shoot, and I don't want to get over the pass before dark. He stood up and went to the living room. I followed him. This was the most formal, unused room of the house. Drago had put his briefcase on the coffee table. With his thumbs, he popped open the two brackets of the briefcase. Saying nothing, not looking at me, he reached in and pulled out a packet of papers. I was still standing at the steps that led down to the sunken living room hesitant to enter the room, not so much because Drago was there, but because Shiloh always kept it off-limits. Drago put on a pair of Ben Franklin bifocals and flipped through the papers. I heard an airplane drone o- ahead, overhead. <laughs> Don't they start bombing? <laughs> <laughs> there was no sound. Drago looked up from the packet, eyeing me through those bifocals. He seemed to relax a bit. He sighed, took a deep breath, held the letter of intent in one hand and a pen in the other and said, Decision time. What's it going to be, Mr. Duffy? Yes or no? What is it going to be? Wait, I told so, us nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Did, that, did so he did get another mean, offer? I think he got an offer. Yeah, I think so, too. To do what? I'm guessing to play. But he said he has to drive back to shoot? Is that like a movie thing? 
Hmm. Does he become an actor? Interesting. Is he a Broadway actor now? All of the above. Yo. He becomes a superstar at everything. Bring it. I think he becomes he like The Rock. Does I think wrestling. he got <laughs> another scholarship. I think he got a scholarship. From what I'm reading, like it says, says talks about like excitement and like him coming with the papers. Could we just look it up? I was gonna say, can we Google this How and see? Starts reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, book shit. club. Welcome back to book club podcast. On Thursday, I'm reading a book called Dean Duffy. Julia's reading Dean Duffy by Randy Bell. What year was this book published in? Um, eighteen ninety five. No fucking way. What? Nineteen ninety five. Bruh. <laughs> oh my god, I was so close. Hmm. Even I literally guessed a year. Yeah, literally I don't think they'll just give away the ending. I'm, I'm just, let's just take a wild guess. Yeah, and say he got he another got scholarship. Another offer. A different scholarship. So, All right. so who's right? Who won? I did. Yeah, I guess so. I said he was going to get the scholarship. Mm. Interesting. Next, bunk. I want to go this way. This way. Okay. Oh, I was thinking it was. Never mind. So, my turn? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, I guess I'll read this one. Period. And (laughs) then. The Michael Jackson one. Of course. The Michael Jackson fanfic. Um, I'm going to do this one, and then you want to read the last page? Sure. Okay. The Thrill of a Lifetime. Carrie's excited when she's. Oh, wait, wait. sorry. This book is called Starstruck by Shannon Blair. It's basically a fanfic about Michael Jackson. Carrie's excited when she's cast as an extra in a rock video, but her excitement soars sky high when she finds out that the star of the video is Michael Jackson, <gasps> her favorite singer in the world. Working on the Jackson video is like a dream come true. Fabulous sets, sensational dances, and best of all, a budding romance with a gorgeous guy named Joe. Huh? Another extra. It looks as if Carrie's shooting straight to the top, but looks can sometimes be deceiving. It's not actually Michael Jackson in the end. And then she fucks Joe by the end of the book. Yep. Um, what do we think? They fuck. Um I think <laughs> I think she I think she either falls in love with Joe and then it's actually a cover up that Joe's Michael's wingman. Oh Should I read all the way from here to Yeah, here? I would. Cool, 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 cool. Alright, wait, hold on. Yeah. I guess that yeah, she's going to fall in love with Joe. But I feel like there's also going to be something with Michael Jackson. I don't I know like why. Michael Jackson's not actually in the book himself. I want him to be. Yeah. Like, it's all just like, it gets to like halfway like, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to be in the video and meet Michael Jackson. And then it's like, oh, it, it's just a person filling in for him at the moment for these mm. parts of the show. Oh, Maybe yeah. Joe is the Michael Jackson impersonator. True. Mm. And he's kind of like, my life is pretty crazy. I don't know if you want to... I'm kind of like a celebrity. I don't know if you want to get down with all this. True. Because you might be stalked by paparazzi. So. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Go read it. 
The uproar lasted only a few seconds before the fans were ejected from the studio, but Carrie stood there longer, stunned by what she had witnessed. If the guards hadn't responded so quickly, there was no telling what the so-called fans would have done to Michael. That's awful, she said aloud to herself. Yes, it is, said a familiar voice behind her. Carrie turned and faced Joe. He was looking at her intently and his eyes were troubled. I could never live like that, he said simply. Suddenly, Carrie knew exactly what she had to say. I know, she said softly, and I'm sorry, Joe. I was wrong to try to make you into something you're not. I guess I was just carried away by a lot of silly fantasies. Joe didn't say anything, but his expression encouraged her to go on. If you did what I wanted you to do, you wouldn't be you. And it's you that I care about, just the way you are. Was she making any sense? Okay, Bruno. The slow smile that grew across his face told her he understood. That's all I want, he said. Carrie, I, I've missed you. He paused as if he wasn't sure what to say next. Then he seemed to make a decision. Carrie, I love you. And Carrie had no problem at all responding. I love you, Joe. Joe took Carrie's hand. May I have this dance? Carrie smiled. She felt as if she were flying above the crowd. Why, I'd be delighted. And as they moved back onto the set, Carrie knew with complete certainty that Joe was a thriller too, in his own special way. Oh my god. So we got with so Joe. So I'm pretty sure together. we all agree yeah. that we, she was going to get with Joe. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. I re- <laughs> this one's called 14 by Marilyn Sachs. It wasn't exactly Marilyn a storybook romance. That's what it says on the front. Ooh. It's but it's literally a storybook. A most unlikely <laughs> pair. My mother has just finished writing her 14th book, one for each year of my life. They've all been about me in one horrible way or another, and I hated them all. Each time she promised the main character would not resemble me, and each time my friends seemed to recognize me. This time she thought she had to play it safe by writing a teenage romance. Nothing in my life had even come close to to romance. But that was before Jason first moved into the the apartment next door. After our... (laughs) After our explosive meeting on the fire escape, I was certain nothing would ever be the same. And it wasn't. While my mother wrote about a typical teenage romance, I was having one that wasn't wasn't at all typical. No one would have believed the story of Rebecca Cooper and Jason first. An unpredictable delight. Ooh. So Jason's like a bad boy. I think they're gonna fuck. They got fucked for real. And her mom's gonna find out, be pissed. Mm-hmm. And then there, her mom and her, her mom and her are gonna get into a big blow up. And then everything's gonna be okay in the end. Her mom's gonna respect her secrets, and mm-hmm. she's gonna live the rest of the book time with Jason. I think somehow the mom's gonna find out, and then end up actually writing the book about mm. her. And then the when the book comes out, she gets pissed and is like, "What? How did you know?" And then it's like. Bitch, I'm your mom. Of Honey, course I know these I know things. Everything. I feel yeah. like she's gonna, like, catch them together or something. And then she's gonna be, like, interrogating her daughter. Asking, like, what are you doing on this night? What are you doing on this night? And then her daughter's gonna tell her. And she's gonna be like, wait. That would make kind of a good book. Can I write it? And her daughter would go on this whole tangent being like, no, you can't write everything about my life, mom, please. And her mom's gonna be like, okay. I'll, I'll respect okay. your privacy. Okay. 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 That's just my prediction. Yeah. All right. Should I read all of this or just this? Just that. Okay. No, Jason. Tell me. It's your face. It's like 
go on, Jason. It's like ugly. Go on. It's like fucking ugly. <laughs> it's fugly. Um, Before your friends think I'm fugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, go on, Jason. Go on. Like the heart of... What the... No, how do you say that? Which one? Namokaris. Namokaris. Namokaris Lily. It's like the heart of Namokaris Lily. Jason. Yeah. I told him. Jason. Jason. <laughs> I'll meet Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason, I'll meet you the day after tomorrow. And I don't mind if you won't learn to ride a bike. And if you're a crybaby and if you're a half, head, half a head shorter than me, you owe me 40 cents and we'll probably ne- never get it. You owe me you owe me 40 cents, and I'll probably never get it back. But I like you just the way you are, bruh. And whether or not you... And whether or not your choice changes, I'm proud to be your friend. Oh. Friend zoned. My mother had tears in her eyes when I hung up. Why are you crying? I asked her. Uh, it must be something in the coffee, she said. But I knew it wasn't. That's it? So she friend-zoned him? So she friend-zoned him. Hard for the mom. Hmm. It's a bunch of BS. Wait, no, no, no. Are you sure? Because what I'm thinking is she said, I'm proud wait, to be on. your friend. What I think is the mom published the book or at least Jason oh, wait, hold found on. out about the book. There's context. And was pissed that he thought the mom was writing a book about them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, we're over. And so she's like, I'm sorry about everything, but I'm still glad to be friends with you, if that's okay. Yeah. I agree. Okay, Jason called me that evening, and when I answered the phone, I could hear my mother in the kitchen pretending to get herself a cup of coffee. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What? I think my voice is changing. No kidding. No kidding. Listen to me and tell me what you think. I listened, but it sounded like the same high, squeaky voice to me. I can't really tell, I told him. It's hard to hear over the phone. Wait, hold on. Let me skip ahead. Um, He's really an 18-year-old. He's fucking a 14-year-old. Hey, said Jason. Where did you ever hear about them? Don't tell me you're getting interested in plants, Rebecca. He had forgotten I couldn't exactly come right out and remind him. Never mind. Couldn't exactly what? Come out and remind him. I don't know about what. Never mind. When I found out about them... Never mind where I found out about them. Where can I see them? Oh. Bruh. They're just talking about flowers. Because it says Scotland in here. So I was like, I thought he was moving. And she had to be like, we just have to be friends. Yeah, no. So I'm guessing he... They, the Chelsea, they One of them friend zoned the other. Mm-hmm. Bye. Damn. Friend zone. Shit. Or another situation is she got so fed up about her mom writing about her life. And that like she things were happening mm-hmm. that ha- were happening in the book as well. That she was like, I can't do this. It's over. Yeah. Well, she either rip on her or rip on Jason. Yeah. Your thorn. My thorn. All right. <laughs> this one's called "Can You Sue Your Parents for Malpractice?" by Paula Danziger, author of "The Cat Ate My Gym Suit." Yo. I love that book. (laughs) It's my favorite book. So relatable. Okay. Lauren Allen's life is in the pits. Bobby Taylor's just jilted her. 
Her ninth grade teachers are Dermot crazy. What is all this slang? And she had to share her bedroom with a messy younger sister who wants to be a stand-up comic, while her, while her older sister seems to, be, seems to get everything she wants. Between her parents, her two sisters, and school, Lauren feels like she got, she's got no rights at all. But then Lauren takes a course in law for children and young people and meets Zach. Zach is an eighth grader. Zach attack. Who's nice and attractive and bright and funny in quotation marks. Ooh. Suddenly, Lauren realizes that there are solutions to her problems. She can protest unfair policies at school. She can stand up to the kids who call her a cradle robber for going out with Zach. Bruh, wait. What? What the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. She's in high Chomo? school. She's in high school and she's gonna date an 8th grader? She's only in ninth grade. Oh, true, but... She's not that bad, but... It's not that bad, but it's still weird. Anyways. <laughs> when you're a chomo. Bruh. <laughs> oh, and she can sue her parents for malpractice. Can't she? Should I read the quotes from, like, the... Reviewers? No, you're good. All right. Is he? No, please don't fucking read anymore. All right, so what's the... What's the, uh... Hmm. Predictions. I think that it's gonna go epically horribly, and then they're gonna be best friends at the end. I think she can Yeah. Not. I feel like she's going to find a way to sue her parents. Mm-hmm. And then her parents are going to be like, no, please. You can't you're, sue you're us. You're a cradle robber. You're, you're going a cradle robber, fucking <laughs> pussy. No, I feel like they're going to be like, but we love you. And she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And not sue them. Yep, that's what I think, too. It's going to be like a whole... You can't sue your family. They're family. Throughout the book, and then in the end, it'll be like a happy-go-lucky. Oh, everything's back to normal, and I'm what about sorry. Gra- and what about the eighth grader? Um, they fuck. Dear God, if she doesn't <laughs> friends on him, maybe maybe that's what it is. Is she's just friends with him, and everyone else is like, oh my God, you guys are dating. Gross. It says she goes out. Yeah, with him she on calls the him. She calls him. What did you say? Nice and attractive and bright and funny. Okay. Doesn't mean she'd fuck him. That's true. <laughs> That's true, Mason. No, but it says they call her a cradle robber for going out with him. Oh, Maybe true. they were just hanging out. Maybe. I'm defending this. Okay. I really believe this. I really believe <laughs> okay, she's okay, just okay. like, you know what? I'm just going to be friends with him. And then everyone takes it. As, oh my god, they're dating cradle robber. And she's like, but no, I swear. Right here it is. My parents are fighting over something in the checkbook. It sounds as if mom wrote out a check to Melissa. I sneak past them. There's no way I'm getting involved in that. Linda is still lying on her bed when I enter the room. Everything okay, she asks. I nod and smile. No, Bobby? No, Bobby. No, Bobby. No, Bobby. No, Bobby. No, Bobby. Good. She grins back. Zach's a better audience for my jokes, and I like him better. Wait, was there a Wait. love triangle? Triangle? I also have another prediction. She takes the class of law, and she gets so good at law that all of her friends and her family are like, hey, can you figure this thing out for me? Can you figure this She's thing like, out for Fuck me? No. Be my lawyer for free? She's like, no. Me too, I say. I lie down on my bed to think about it. There are still going to be nasty remarks at school from some of the kids. Damn. My life's not going to be dressed drastically change when I was that's not going to drastically change it hardly ever does when you're a kid 
My parents certainly aren't going to change that much. It doesn't look like Melissa's going to be allowed to visit soon. Is she in prison? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to turn no, into a bio brain like Eric Marks. I'm not even sure whether Zach and I will end up winning the pool, staying together for 22 years. Bruh. What? Why would they bet that? Why I am sure of this is that I finally did something for myself. I'm learning to do what I think is best for me. Maybe seeing my parents for malpractice isn't as important as making sure that I don't do malpractice on myself. For the next newsletter, I'm going to write an article about that. I'll even sign it. In the meantime, I'm calling Zach. We owe each other at least six and a half minutes to talk. Bruh. What the fuck is this book? Did she get, like, sue crazy? She started suing everyone? Yeah. <laughs> and then she got into gambling. So is this, like, a self-care gambled, story? But... Self-care story. Be- I need to do what's best for me and my Bruh, mental health. Bruh, that's fucking Zach. <laughs> Bruh. He's ugly as Simp. shit. He's ugly as shit. Goofy ass. Fucking beta. For real. All right, my turn. Mm-hmm. My turn. My turn. <laughs> Louisiana Hurricane 1860. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> the Storm of Love Beyond Invitation. <laughs> By Kathleen. Meow. It says on the side. Oh, thank you. Kathleen Dewey. Shattered lives. Violence, heartache, and three devastating hurricanes. Ravaged Madeleine LeBlanc's life in late summer, 1860. In the luxurious Creole world of French food, meadow picnics, and silk gown vernada parties, her father plots her marriage to a richer heir with the infamous night 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 riders he secretly terrorizes the poor Cajuns in the Bruh. swamps. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Sorry. What? Madeline searchingly the searching poor Cajuns. <laughs> Bruh, what? What? The book spit plot twist books of the Cajuns. <laughs> Madeline searching desperately for a life of meaning and freedom. I'm sorry. Yo. Finds it at least in storm-wrecked fields where f- friend French. It's a, like, French word. Francois. Francois Jorosso helps her father rebuild her, her la- their livelihood, but her family would never accept her love for of a poor Cajun laborer. Bruh. <laughs> Can she really abandon her whole world for him? When Francois' work is done, Madeline dis- dispair- despairs, despairs of her seeing him again. Until a second hurricane threatens her father's crops and he returns to the plantation. She can't resist their secret meetings despite the risk of discovery. Her father's vengeance and the final hurricane. How many fucking hurricanes are there? The plantation? The final hurricane break over them in one terrifying night. Will their love survive? I think he's gonna die. I hope everyone dies in the fucking hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. This book sounds annoying. In the multiverse. The plantation... (laughs) What the, fuck? the poor Cajuns in the Bruh. swamps. The poor, ca- <laughs> poor Cajuns. Yeah, what the right. Fuck? Okay, Bruh. I think that her family is gonna reject her, and she's gonna leave them all for Francois. Francois. And they better sell the fucking plantation, and let the Cajuns free. Oh, Monsieur. Oh, Monsieur <laughs> Francois. Francois. Are you guys? I think he's gonna die in the end. Yeah. Dude, period. He's Probably gonna die, or she's gonna Cajuns. die, or her father's gonna die, and she's gonna have to live with him. One of those three. Yep. 
Alright, let's do this. Right let's do this. Alright. Let's see. He had been watching her face very carefully. There had not been an instant of doubt, not a second's hesitation this time either. He made a silent vow always to try to make her hap her this happy. There's more, he said, close to her ear. I asked him for a wedding present. She pulled back and her face changed, her eyes uncertain. I asked for the freedom of Celia, Gabrielle, and their son. Gabriel. Slaves. <laughs> I asked for the freedom of Celia, Gabriel, and their son. Madeline pressed her fingers to her lips. What did he say? Sorry. He said it was an expensive gift, but one he would be glad to give. Madeline smiled at him, and it was the smile of a woman in love. Francois could never believe, could not believe his good fortune. She was as lovely in her heart as in her face and form. My father was a lucky man, he said aloud, and so am I. Glancing toward the gap in the partition wall to make sure her father was not in a position to see, Madeline, Madeline leaned close to be kissed. So the father just still doesn't know. No, I think he does. He said as a wedding present. Yeah, he asked him for a wedding present and for the freedom. So they're getting married? Of, yeah. So she was probably like, On the plantation. Father. We ought to be married on the plantation. But father. <laughs> got the father. whole world another to nail? <laughs> Would you like another nail? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That book was God. fucking but dark as yeah. shit. Yeah, what the... Sorry about that, guys. The Cajuns. I'm just gonna read what? that later. No, <laughs> yeah, I'll take this home for <laughs> research. <laughs> 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 What the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It took her a second. <laughs> okay. Whoopa. Okay. 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 <laughs> Next book. The Summer of the Swans by Betsy Byers. <laughs> the swans. <laughs> pulls out your shirt. I forgot you put it in there. This has been the worst summer of my life, <sighs> says Sarah. She hates that boy, Joe Melby. Aunt Willie has never been so bossy, and even Charlie, her gentle, brain-damaged brother, is a... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the fuck is up with these books, bro? What the fuck? Her gentle, brain-damaged brother is a pest, insisting they stay at the lake and watch the swans. Then Charlie disappears, and now all that matters to Sarah is finding her helpless little brother. Based on the cover of this damn book... Oh, wait, actually... Can you get the... Can you see your parents? Why the fuck does this look like Zach? True. The same bitch. Oh my god. Bruh. <laughs> Just some grown up. We should take pictures of the boys. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh okay. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> okay, yes. what do you guys think will happen? I got really distracted in the middle of it. Okay, um, you want me to read it again? Just read the end. The okay. end part. Um... So Charlie is her brother. Uh-huh. Then Charlie disappears, and now all that matters to Sarah is finding her helpless little brother. Helpless. I think she's... Okay, so they're going to get together like a search party, right? Search party. Search right. party. And they're going to try and find him. But then there's like a boy in the search party, and she's like, oh my god. And they get paired together or something, and they fall in love. I think that Charlie's dead. Holy shit. And I think... I hope Charlie's going to be alive. I think he's gonna die. For a second, I thought you were gonna say, I hope Charlie's dead. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's what I think. 
Um, it says she's, like, frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. So, Charlie notices this, and he's like, mm, and runs away. <laughs> like, he's crying, okay? Shut up. <laughs> and he runs away, and so now, like, he's hiding, and she's freaking out, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and, like, she ends up finding him at some point, and she apologizes a lot and makes everything better with her brother. Yeah, like, I should have been a better sister, like, I yeah. should have been more supportive, I should have done activities with you or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it says, Sarah, I'm still here. Well, that was all I wanted, just to hear that Charlie was alright. He's fine. Okay, so they find Charlie and he's fine. And I'll see you on Saturday if nothing happens? Sure. Goodbye. Okay. He sat for, she sat for a minute, still holding the receiver, and then set it back on the telephone and finished her sandwich. Ew. Slowly, she slipped off her tennis shoes and looked down at her feet, which were dyed, dyed blue. Weird. Then okay. she got up quickly and went to get ready for the party. So Charlie's alive. Okay, so that thank God. Um, It sounds like everything's okay between them. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite character was Charlie. Um. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Charlie's got a boss. Love Charlie. Thank God he's okay. Good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. (laughs) Your turn. (laughs) All right, my my thorn. Okay, this one is called. It's an Ardbark Eat Turtle World. By the same bitch, Paula Danziger. Danziger. Well, what what book did she read? Um, I think it was like the Sue Your Parents for Malpractice book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Huh. Shit's crazy. It's crazy. Alright. Rosie and Phoebe have been best friends ever since they met on the Divorce Express. Huh? So Sorry? What could be better than having their parents fall in love and move in with each other? Rosie's especially eager to be part of a real family again until she learns that having Phoebe as a friend and Phoebe as a sister, quotation marks, are two very different things. When Rosie's mother, Mindy, criticizes Phoebe for making out in public with her boyfriend, Phoebe can't forgive Mindy. Then when the girls take a trip to Canada, Rosie falls for Phoebe's cousin and practically forgets all about Phoebe. Rosie feels confused. Phoebe feels ignored. Can this family be saved before the girls have a showdown? I think they're going to Cat fight! Be, I think they're probably going to be fine in the end. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. They're going to be like, this is silly. Yep. We were. We should be friends. And the divorce express. realize that they're lesbians and love each other. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The snow is coming down for the sleepover. (laughs) The snow is coming down heavier. Some of the other kids are throwing balls at each other. Snowballed at each other. Um, There's a long line of little kids waiting for Santa. (laughs) Garbage Gut is in the middle, bending at his knees. Is that this person? Garbage Gut is in the middle, is in the middle, bending at his knees, so that he looks shorter. People on the village green are wishing each other a happy holiday. Others are going to the stores for last-minute shopping and visiting with the people who have to work on Christmas Eve. Phoebe comes over smiling and says, Let's go home and trim the tree. I nod and smile back. Jim is tap-dancing in the snow to the tune of Frosty Snowman. What the fuck okay. is this book? <laughs> <laughs> Which is being... Nerd. 
which is being sung by Mindy and Dave. Jason kisses me on the forehead. I love Woodstock. I knew you would. I put my right hand and take Phoebe's hand with my left. Double. It's not a dog-eat-dog world. It's not an aardvark-eat-turtle world. It's a world where families and friendships change and grow. Sure takes a lot of work, but it's worth it. I was right. You're all right. You're fine in the end. That was a dumbass book. That was the weirdest ending. Tap dancing. Frosty. This is the most true. Frosty. The snowman. That was a joke. Tap, tap, tap. nose and two eyes made out of snow. All right. Snow? It's go. This movie is called, movie, book, is called First Love from Silhouette, The Wilder Special by Rose Boehner. Um, what is The Wilder Special? Pizza with anchovies, a trip to the country, a human teletype? Teletubby? What? A pesky news hound, news hound who too often get, got caught nosing around other people's business? Or just the biggest surprise of Maxine Gallagher's life. Maxine wasn't rare, exactly sure of his specialty, but Randy Wilder himself provoked more trouble and tears than anyone she'd ever met. His antics infuriated her friends, but his moss green eyes and slightly rumpled looks were driving her wild. How would she make this crazy roving reporter understand that he was special to her? I think they're gonna fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to be together. I think they're going to be together. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. It is. How's it going, he said casually to no one in particular. What have you been up to lately, I may I ask? Cindy asked coyly. Actually, I'll let you... Uh, so sweet. So yeah. Becky. Be- Be- and there's more on the Becky. next page. Becky gave her a sharp jab in the ribs. Chiming in in with Max. None of your business. No, no, Randy broke in. We might as well tell them, Max. Tell them what? Max looked at him, puzzled. Surely he wasn't going to reveal the personal details of their relationship. That would be taking this club business too far. About the article, Randy said with raised eyebrows. What article? Jennifer, Becky, Trisha, Susan, Cindy, and Max, too, all gasped. The one in The Inquirer. It'll be on the newsstands tomorrow. No! He's gotta be kidding. He is kidding, Max said. Practical jokes are Randy Randy Wilder's specialty. Randy was tackled by all six girls. (laughs) I'm sorry? (laughs) What? From the bottom of the heap, he called, What can I say, Max? Your friends make it it tough on a guy. Dog pile! (laughs) That's so it ends in a doggy dog pile. pile. Doggy pile. Never would have guessed. <laughs> well, that was bullshit. So the article gets published, but he was kidding. Wait, so it doesn't get published. Doesn't I'm get kidding. Published. Everything's fine. Dog pile. <laughs> Basically the ending. And then All everybody right. cheered. For the dog pile. <laughs> For the dog pile. All right. Last one. Last book, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Sweet Valley High All Night Long. Oh, all night yeah. long, all night. By Francine Pascal. All night long, all night. All right. All night. 
Richie. Has Jessica gone too far? Yes. <gasps> Elizabeth Wakefield knows her beautiful twin can handle almost any guy. Most boys are just no match for Jessica's seductive charms. <gasps> but Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> but Scott Daniels, Jessica's latest love, is more of a man than a boy. Much oh. older and much more experienced than anyone <gasps> Jessica's ever dated. He's <laughs> 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 really mature blowjobs. When Jessica sneaks off to a college beach party with <gasps> Scott, Elizabeth's afraid of what could happen, and when her twin isn't coming back by morning, Elizabeth's fear turns to alarm. Where's Jessica? Why has she stayed out all night long? All night long. All night. All night. I feel like she's going to help her cousin Jessica realize that she needs to stop being so scandalous and turn to the Lord, and he can heal her. Hmm. I think, <laughs> so I think Jessica's going to be like, Elizabeth, why are you such a prude? Get away from me. And that's it. Elizabeth Get the like, fuck away from me. Fuck, goes to fuck, what's his name again? Scott Daniels. All night. Daniels. All night. What's your prediction, Julia? I think they're going to fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every time you fuck, I'm like, they're going to fuck. Okay, they're going to fuck. Jessica and Brian left Miller's Point and headed down the hill on the main road leading to town. About halfway there, they noticed that up ahead, the darkened roadway was illuminated with the eerie red glow of traffic flares. Moving closer, they spotted the flares, red bubble lights of two Sweet Valley police cars. Looks like an accident, Brian said as he eased off the gas pedal. Must be a bad one, too. I think I hear an ambulance coming, Jessica noted. Brian slowed to a crawl as they neared the accident site. Look, he said. Pointing to a purple van parked Points on the... to a car crash? Look. <laughs> they crashed. Yo, I think they crashed. Yo. Do you think they're all right? I think they crashed. Um, he said, pointing to a purple van parked on the opposite side of the road. Look, it's a van. Doesn't look damaged at all. Probably just a breakdown. <laughs> Jessica was just about to nod in agreement when she spotted the broken remains of a black motorcycle lying about 100 feet beyond the van. Oh my god, she cried out. When a the- crash! Oh my god, they crashed! <laughs> Look what she says. <laughs> oh my god, it crashed. No, okay, There's wait. Kids inside that van. Help! <laughs> they crashed. <laughs> oh no. There's nothing we could do. All the kids came out of the van. That motorcycle is destroyed. The motor. <laughs> the van ate up that motorcycle. <laughs> the van ate the motorcycle. The, the guy was chasing after us to help let the kids out. And I don't think it's help the, the kids ate get. The kids. <laughs> The van ate the motorcycle. <laughs> the kids ain't him. Like, and then they get eaten by the van. What? <laughs> no. Oh, it crash. <laughs> no, it's crash. So oh no, it crash. She said, "I think that's Todd's motorbike. Motorbike. <laughs> Bruh, I think that's Todd's bike. Motorbike. Brian, we've got to stop." Jessica slumped in her seat as Brian eased off the road and parked. It looked bad. Todd was probably real hurt. bad, bad. Todd was probably hurt or maybe even dead. <laughs> she realized with a shudder, how was she going to tell Elizabeth? What? Is this from Jessica's perspective? Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like it. I don't know. Wait, so Todd might be dead? 
and she has to tell Elizabeth. Todd's motorbike is cool. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Mo- Todd's motorbike. Wait, no, finish it's reading ruined. it. Finish reading no, it. No, it's crash. It's ruined. It's a crash. It's a crash. Yo, a crash. Do you see those kids? Evan <laughs> ate the kids. Blood all over their faces <laughs> from eating Todd. What a great idea for a movie. True. Oh shit. A crash. A crash. Oh no, it's a crash. Oh no, his motorbike was ruined. Motorbike. Wait, that was it? Yeah. Okay, here's what I think what I happened. Think the... <laughs> there was a crash. I think here's what I think happened. Todd saw this van full of kids. He's speed racing after him. The van turns around mid-driving and eats the and eats him. The van absorbs Todd. The kids feast on his flesh. Eat him alive. And the kids, there's no one driving the van. The van drives the kids. <laughs> what? The van ate the kids. And then the other bitches come running down, a crash. And they're like, Todd's bike kickle. Oh, it's no. motorbike. <laughs> no. Motorbike. It's a motorbike. What are we going to do? And the van absorbed Todd. There are no remains. They even ate the bones. The bones. The children's bones. The children ate the bones. <laughs> the bones. <laughs> Anyways, guys. So it's like a phantom van that drives itself. <laughs> no, I think that's exactly what I think actually happened. Elizabeth went to go find Jessica, and then she met, what was his name, Todd? And who she was like, Got absorbed okay, by the kids. <laughs> and Todd absorbed Elizabeth. The van absorbed Todd. And then the kids absorbed them both. <laughs> That's it. Bye. No. Honey, I ate the kids. Bye. Honey, I ate the kids. <laughs> Honey, I absorbed Honey, the, the kids. Honey, the kids ate me. <laughs> what the fuck? Honey, um, the kids Anyways, me. guys, thanks for joining us this uh, for this episode. I know it was a little out of the sorts. Pretty chill. It's pretty mm-hmm. chill episode, and I hope it was fun for you guys as much as fun for us. Also, please don't steal the movie idea because I kind of want to take that idea. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, thanks, and um, love you. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.